lads, we're back. And just uh, just like the Sabres being bad again. Oh, man. No. Don't do that to Sorry, Chris. Chris. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that they had lost eight straight or seven going into that Leafs game. That's brutal. No, that, that, uh, that group chat was real quiet last night. I didn't yeah. know. That was Uka Pekalunikin's. <laughs> that was his first start in like a year. I didn't know he that. He started? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Is Craig Anderson or Eric Comrie hurt? Or they just. I, I think uh, Eric Comrie's hurt. Yeah. Mm. He's going up in the fantasy point. Well, he was, not now. With how desperate we are for goaltenders at the time, he might have been picked up. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Man, I look at like the situation we sort of had in goal. Like, I, like Daniel, I want to actually have a, a concentrated fantasy segment at the end of the podcast. So I want to do something kind of special. Okay. But like the way Daniel came in goaltending, somehow Vitek Banachek has become my most reliable goalie over Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> anyway, um, man, by the way, have you guys seen how many goalie dangits have been happening lately? Connor Hellebuck had one yesterday, I think. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Markstrom had one in the, the win they had over Florida yesterday. The goalies need to relax. No wonder save percentage is down. Forget the yeah. scoring talent. Play play your position. Jeez, it's, it's rough. Even Jake Allen last night had this had this like coming out the net aggressive goalie poke check, and I was like, Jake, you haven't been good tonight. What are you doing? <laughs> oh god, it was scary. It was scary. But anyway, um, there's a lot to get to today. So just a preview in case you're listening. What do you want to talk about? Um, well, sorry, no, I mean I don't know why I'm asking you, ghost listener. You're not here. All right, what are you expecting to hear? We're talking about the Habs. Um, obviously, a few games since last we played. Mike Matheson debuted, and the comeback win for the kids. Um, the Leafs, um, there isn't sort of – they're back. They're back. Uh, we will get to them, even though I just realized I erased their thing on the dock. I'm going to fix that in a second, but um, – mainly because I want to talk about the Devils because they are disgusting. Yeah, jeez. Um, Fantasy stuff, maybe a, a word on the uh, – oh, no, I did have the Leafs stuff here. I just deleted the actual word of Leafs. Okay, anyway. Um, we want to talk about Shane Wright for a little bit. Uh, Ottawa's going on. Uh, Barzell finally scored. Some stuff around Eric Carlson. Um, around that, some other stuff. But first off, Alex, you wanted to talk about the world. Oh, man. It started Ecuador beat the host Dude, Qatar. I am, I am very – it's just there's some people out there who – I'm like, what, what are we talking about here? So if you haven't been keeping, I don't know if you guys saw, I want to read the quote because I need to, but I need to find it. So I'm going to stall for a second. I don't know if you've seen this quote going around. I definitely sent it to someone. <clears throat> I'm not sure if it was either of you, but uh, they had a press conference yesterday uh, with the FIFA president, Gianni Infantino. And he had some words to say, and there's been a lot of controversy with this World Cup, obviously it being in Qatar, not because it's in Qatar. Let, let me preface, it has nothing to do with it being in Qatar. It has to do with how we got there. Mm-hmm. Lots of controversy, lots of corruption. Like FIFA makes the NHL, FIFA makes North American sports look reasonable. We we don't talk enough about how corrupt FIFA really are. Here. No man, yeah, we, like, just no on. one, no one cares. Like, I mean, we can have a discussion about the human rights abuses with the, um, with with the migrant workers that they brought in to build, to build the state, to build the twelve stadiums that they had to build from scratch, from scratch. The amount of money that they've spent on this World Cup 
is more than the past World Cups combined. Combined. I'm sorry, I just I don't know. I remember seeing this on Twitter, but what were those like tent like things we were seeing? Under like something that was for people. I, I'm not entirely. I saw that as well. I'm yeah. not entirely sure what that was, but it looked like Fire Festival. If you've seen that documentary, wild stuff. Um, but great. You know, before you keep going, the Fire Festival Internet Historian video is hilarious. Go on anyway, but yeah. So we had and and so there's obviously that um, the the whole bid bidding process years ago and we're talking about decade a decade at least ago of how we got to this point was clearly extremely corrupt um, and they received a lot of backlash for it in the last six months it's unfortunate the football journalists over in Europe and over in many in many continents including North America could have been you know doing this for the last 12 years or so but that's a different story for a different day um when they put the bid in they bid to have it in the summer which everyone knew was not gonna happen because of how hot it is there but they did it anyways and everyone bought it and now and and as you know it is now being played in the winter their winter i mean their winter is obviously extremely different from ours it's not minus 10 on a good day you know what i mean but still it's in the middle of a season and i get like i guess for a from a hockey perspective who cares but this is the first time they've ever moved the World Cup. That's is wild. It? Oh, yes. that's, I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, listen, I, got, I don't don't call me on that. Mm-hmm. In recent history, they have not moved the World Cup to the winter. That's right. Like, it, yeah. But I want to read this quote from now. I found it. The FIFA president. Gianni oh, this is the one with the speech. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is. Yeah. This, this is- guy is a clown. Yeah. A clown. Grade A clown. He goes, today, I feel Qatari. Today, I feel Arab. Today, I feel African. Today, I feel gay. Today, I feel disabled. Today, I feel migrant worker. And I get it. Like, the point he's trying, like, obviously, he's trying to explain how he understands how they feel. He's not obviously that it just, he continued to say, I know what it feels like to be discriminated. I was bullied because I had red hair. I, oh my God. I, I want to explain how first off stoop, like stop enough, enough to move on from like that. I just, it's so angry watching. So I don't know if you've seen, they banned beer in sales yeah. in the stadium. Were those chants real, by the way, from the game? I, I believe I saw, so. Yeah, those are real. I believe okay. so. I believe so. Um, in 2014, like, I get it. You don't need to drink beer at a game. Like, I'm not pressed when I go to a Leafs game to have a beer. I get it. Especially at those prices. Yeah, especially at those prices. But, like, it's... It's the blatant corruption in all of this that has me angry. Like, what are we, what on earth are we doing? Like, in 2014, if you didn't know this, FIFA lobbied the Brazilian government to change their laws to allow alcohol to be sold in the stadiums. Mm -hmm. Huh? What? 
whatever. It's just I was really upset because we're you know we have we're having this discussion about like people saying, well, you know, you don't have to drink beer in the stadium. It's not about drinking beer in the stadium. I don't care. It's about the principle here. It is an absolute corrupt system. Like, and it's not FIFA, just FIFA. It's UEFA. It's it's all garbage. It's all garbage. Garbage. The significance there, I believe there are countries in the Middle East where yeah. like booze is banned. Yes. Pretty sure there's actually some stuff back in like World War One or Two where I think spies there got it, it's a whole thing, right? It's um, a whole thing. Shout out um not even a historian. Um what oversimplified. Oversimplified. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, yes, yes. So what you're sort of saying, yep. and again, I just want to clarify this because I obviously am not, despite being British. Um, just renewed my British passport, by the way. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, a bit overdue. Um, but you know, despite you know doing that and being British, I don't yeah, like. Don't care. I'm not a big <laughs> soccer guy. The fact that I just big soccer guy. is a bit. Yeah, I'm just just Football. not it's not my cup of tea. No. Right? The ironic. Um, yeah, I, I love that. So the thing is, they obviously pressure Brazil, but then you can sort of make the assumption here is the money and that in Qatar right now is just a thing of like. It's just very hypocritical. It, it's it's such blatant, blatant corruption. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like imagine this is the ignorance, the ignorance that I think comes out of FIFA. So do you know the name Set Blatter? No, he used Sounds to be familiar. he. Yeah. So he was before Gianni Infantino was president. He was the president of FIFA. This guy was literally the evil man. You think Gary Bettman's evil? This man is makes Gary Bettman look like a savior. He was pure evil. A couple weeks ago, the audacity of this man to say this in public too. He goes. You know, we're holding this World Cup in Qatar was wrong. And by the way, he was the president while when Qatar got nominated to host the World Cup. Mm-hmm. He literally said in a it, publicly, it was wrong to give Qatar the World Cup. It should have gone to the United States because originally that was it looked like to them to be the favorites to host the 2022 World Cup. Imagine yeah. the ignorance to like how like. It's actually, it's not even ignorance. I think it's just pure. He knows that everyone, everyone's going to watch this thing no matter what. It's not ignorance. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't even know the word for it. He also said something about like Iran too not shouldn't have been able to play, right? Because of, I think there was, I can't remember the exact things of it, but for a second, I thought you said set bladder and I'm like, set, set bladder. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, so it's no, just, sort dude, of, he's evil. thing is, don't throw stones when you live in a glass house almost. No, but like, no, I, in in most cases, I would agree with that. But when it comes to FIFA, they can do whatever the hell they want. Clearly, clearly. I imagine, like, I don't even know what the hockey equivalent of this would be. Like, imagine the, okay, double IHF world championships. Name me a place you can never imagine them a place that would never host the double IHF world championships. Like right now? Yeah. Moscow. Just, uh, okay. Oh, Moscow. that's actually a that's very a good example. Very, that, yeah. Thank yeah. you, Daniel. Imagine they put the world championships in Moscow. And what's who was the double IHF president before the current one? Is it was it Rene Fassel? That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. Imagine 
two weeks before the double IHF championship, Renee Fussell comes out and says, you know, we couldn't, you know, we probably shouldn't have put the world championships there. You know, we probably should have put it in Montreal. I don't know. Gary Bettman say, you pick know, a city. not all nice in that, but we should have gone to Quebec city. For like, like, yeah. Like, like pick a, pick a city. Like, the audacity. It's not even. I don't yeah. know. I've had it. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. It's um, like it was annoying. I just when I saw, I did see though that video going around of him saying that. I, and Alex, it wasn't just because he has red hair. He was bullied. It was because he had red hair and freckles. And I just thought, man, I can't believe what I'm actually. I can't believe what I'm seeing. <laughs> this is when you see a thing. It seems like a joke. Somebody saying, "I feel gay." It's like what. What are you doing, buddy? What are you just? I don't. I know. thought it was a meme the first time I saw it because you know on Twitter sometimes yeah. they have the picture and then they'll just have it written down. I'm like, oh, someone uh, for sure parried parodied this. I'm like, oh no, that's weird. It's uh, when I first saw it on CBC and they were talking about it. That's when I knew that he actually said this. Yeah, yeah. Thank God the Leafs won last night because if they had a bad loss against the Sabers on Hockey Night and then this happened, I don't know what state Alex would be in right now. <laughs> I legit would be worried. Be a messy, um, messy, messy day. Speaking of Alex, um, you, I think you were the one who mentioned when I first brought to the show that the Sabers were looking good to start the year. I think you reminded <laughs> us that every year they sort of have this great streak and then immediately fumble. Yeah, because um, did this happen last year? <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> or was it? Also, wasn't it also the year before that and before <laughs> that they had yes. consecutive like ten game winning streaks and then just fell off the cliff? Um. Again, Christophilus, please just don't listen to this next segment. But well, we love you, buddy. No, we do. We do. Let me just get up the stand again. I, I had, I just, I, it's just, I love how close the league has been this year. Unless you're like Boston, New Jersey, and Vegas. By the way, it's nice that like New Jersey are keeping this going because I think you could have maybe thought the same thing about them in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really funny. By the way, the Sabers have lost eight straight and they're still ahead of the Sens. Oh um, God! Hands and all that, but whatever. We're we're gonna get to that. Don't worry. Um, maybe a lighter episode for the Leafs and Habs, but we get to look at the rest of the division basically. So that's always nice. Um, man, what's going on? Tate Thompson, I thought was doing really well. He still yeah, is. Like Comrie and everyone knew Comrie and Anderson were going to be like nine thirties the entire year, but this is just. Let me quickly just look at how they've been, sort of kind of see who, who they've played and how it's going right now. And by the way, I mean, it's not like, oh, great, we get to go home to five feet of snow. <laughs> what is it like? I think it was already 25, and then I think before a Bills game, it went another nine dropped. Jeez. And then it was funny. Apparently, they sell, like, like the same for that game that they moved to Detroit, I think. Yeah. They, in, like, two days, they sold 50,000 tickets because football is insane. <laughs> Yes. So insane. Okay, that was the reference because I keep I kept seeing something about a Canadian and University of Michigan, and then I think Sid Sixero had a tweet about it, and I I was so confused. I'm sorry to uh, yeah. anybody listening who likes NCAA football. I just don't know. Well, it was one of Sid's classic. I'm not going to actually tell you what's going on, but I'm just going to drop you a hint. <laughs> God, I love those. By the way, the Sabers are definitely going to win their next game because it's against the Habs. So just. 
That's how that works. Is it though? Okay. I see. Like, I feel like that was supposed given? to be last night. Like, I feel like that was supposed to be last night. Yeah, and then Cole will happen. Oh no, no, no! I mean, against the, I meant against the Leafs. Oh, the Leafs. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. People were saying, I think that because Habs Twitter was going on how the Flyers lost like five straight, and it's like, ah, here oh, we go. Fair. Um, yeah, uh, but so let's look at like the Sabers' last win. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight was an the eight penguins. trouncing to the D. Tra- no, you're right. No, yeah, penguins. that was that. Whoops, I can't read properly. Um, it was against the Penguins, who are questionable this year. So then they play the Hurricanes. Very good team. Five yeah. three. Five three again to the Tampa Bay Lightning, a very good team. Four one to the Coyotes without Jacob Chickering, as they have been all year. That's a bit tough. Seven four to the Golden Knights. Maybe you want to get more saves there. The Bruins, 3-1. I mean, the Bruins are a wagon, but then you lose 5-4 to Vancouver, and I think that was like Vancouver is only like first or second consecutive game winning streaks of the year. And then you get trounced by the Sens, which is never good. And then you were down 3 nothing by, what, the end of the first period against the Leafs. So there's a mix there of the – part of this is I think they're just facing really, really good teams. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's also a mix of I don't think there's an excuse to get blown up by the Coyotes and the Sens. Like that, those are games that you should be in it a bit more. Those were at least there and low scoring games. Is it just, is it fair to say, I don't want to put it just on this one position, but is it fair to say that the goaltending has regressed a little bit? It's probably that. And I believe their shooting numbers were a bit high. So maybe it's just, What's everyone's expecting Montreal to hit regression at the same time, but instead with the Habs right now, you're like you're seeing some scoring going up and no goaltending in the past few games. And for the Sabres, maybe it's a mix of everything started hitting. Now they have scored some goals in, in these contests, but then it's like at the same time, it's regression plus you're playing like some of the best teams in the league. And by the yeah. way, they have a game coming up against the Devils, which is not going to be fun. You know what I mean? I wonder if it's yeah, just. Yeah. I'm going to get their scoring up quickly. Like, I I, I'm just – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, no. It just – with the goaltending, I think – you know, it was a solid run. <laughs> I think they had that – when you have that type of duo, you celebrate those types of wins where it's like the feel-good wins that these guys steal a game for you. But in a way, I'm not surprised that we, we're seeing this now, that there is a, there is a, a sudden drop in their performance because – I think Ukapeka Lunin is still the future for them, but it's still that goaltending will always kind of be that type of rotation. Would you guys like some numbers? Yes. Okay. Always. So Ukapeka Lukanen, he did start last night. Against yeah. The, which is unfortunate. Um, I that's his only game of the year. Sub eight hundred. You can sort of excuse that. Uh, Eric Comrie in the eleven games he's played. Uh, again, sub. 890 save percentage uh, at the moment, which is never great. Craig Anderson, the seven games he's played, he is well above league average at a 910 split record there. If we look at their scoring, I didn't know Riley Sheehan was a saber, but he's only played two games and a dash two in those games. But if we look at the top of their lineup, Tate Thompson is killing it right now in 22 yeah. and 18 games. Now, if you take away that six point performance, I don't know what his last sort of five games would be, but Rasmus Dunleen, we know the year he's had. Uh, Alex Tuck sort of maybe gave them a bit of life before Nylander sort of gave the dagger last night. Fantasy point, let's go. Um, <laughs> Skinner's up there. Dylan Cousins is up there. But then it's just sort of you slowly scroll down and you realize Owen Power has had a fine start to the year. doesn't have a goal. 
Jacob Bryson, who I always forget exists, same with Jack Quinn, only a goal between them, nothing from Hinnestrosa. Um, six points from the greatest player of all time, Rasmus Asplund. Um, <laughs> you know, and then Peyton Krabs doesn't have a goal in 16 games, and then you sort of start seeing Hale Clegg plays for this team somehow, and then, you know, Rasmus. Matias Samuelson's been hurt too, which is a big part of that team. Um, Did I you just, mention our boy, though? Uh, who's the boy? The Ilya center? Bruce? No. Who's the center? Rasmus Asplund? No, no. I think I know who he's talking about. Casey Middlestad. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Who, um, if I can find him. Third line center. Five goals. Uh, he has 11 points in 18 games played. It's not bad. Not bad, yeah. Got some power play stuff in there, but like, okay, let me ask this question because I'd be curious to, to know your answers. Okay. What was the what's the goal of the Buffalo Sabres this year? I like, what say- game one, walking into game one, what was their goal? I think for me, it was let the young guys get better, and I, that's all I thought. Adam? In a good culture, I think, yeah. okay, that's the thing, that's the thing, in a good culture, that will work. By the way, just to answer my own question here, um, (laughs) in his last five games, Thompson, two goals, a goal, two assists, a goal, and then zero last night. So he's actually been playing very well. Uh, Good for that contract, by the way. I would like to think that if I'm the Sabres D1, it is sort of, I don't think I'm a playoff team, but this is, I think, a a division where you can expect there's open stuff here. Um, You think early in the year the Bruins are banged up, so you think you can get some points there around the Sens need time to gel. The Habs should be total trash. Um, at, at the beginning of the year, the Sabres, you think, listen, I'm not going to make the playoffs probably, but you go off of the good vibes, and you can at least say that you are fighting for a wild card spot. Maybe around the deadline, maybe you follow up by then, but you want to be playing meaningful games by the end of the season, I think is a fair sort of guess of where the Sabres think or thought that they were going into the year. By the way, Tate Thompson from Phoenix, Arizona. Wow. Alex. Um- I have just yeah. one thing for you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It's going to be a modified part of your favorite quote, and this is where I think the Sabers are at. Okay. Which favorite quote? The answer know. is in the locker room, just not yet. Oh. Yeah. No. That's you know, like that kind of. I guess partially what I I want I was going to get to was, you know, I think in years past they've done this or they've done a variation of this where. You know they'll go on, they'll go on a really good streak, and then just kind of fall off. And I think in years past, because of you, Daniel, you met you you talked about this in your answer was the culture in the locker room. I think in years past, I don't think that was there the way it needed to be. And yeah, I God, think not a leader. Correct. Um, I'm not going to deny it. Um, but I think this time around, with what's with what I what we've watched the last I don't know twelve months, um, I think there's there's I think it's better than in years past. Like I don't know about you guys, and I'm I'm not sure about Sabres Twitter as a whole. Yes, I get it. They've lost eight games. That's bad. Eight games in a row. That's not good. I'm not particularly concerned about the outcome, like about what's going to happen here. I just think with the team as it's constructed, I think it's just going to be a lot of up and down, up and down. Like, like you said, Daniel, the answer is not in the room yet. It will be in the room in a couple of years as the young guys progress. 
but like that back end is going to be nasty in a few years. Mm-hmm. That back end is going to be an, a pain in the ass in a few years. Um, it's just not there yet. Like they're still a young team. Like Adam, you said they're not a playoff team yet. They're like w- when the teams at the top of the Atlantic start to fall off. Like there's teams there who are going to pronounce on that. And Buffalo is one thousand percent one of them, barring things going completely, completely wrong. Uh, Love but- of Boston, Just hurry up and be bad. Yeah. That's actually one thing I'd like to bring up when you mentioned Boston is I think this is the one thing I always thought about the management in Buffalo is they're doing really well right now. But last year or like a, a year and a bit ago, like couldn't you have gotten something for Linus Allmark at the deadline? You kind of just let him walk. So the way Friedman and like, cause again, that's a great point. Like Friedman and Merrick talk about this all the time. Linus Allmark was on their expansion protection list. Like yeah. they thought it to, to Friedman and Merrick as if I have inside sources, but um, they make it out to see him as if like they thought Allmark was coming back. That would be a huge plus if Allmark stayed in Buffalo. That'd be crazy. I think that'd be great for that team, but is what it is. Let's just remember, yeah, they were upcoming in that, but at the same time, so I think we all got to make this clear. And I don't think any of us are forgetting about this, but we just got to point it out one more time. Yep. It is still an eight game losing streak. Yeah, yeah. No, no, 100%. It's definitely, it's it's not good by yeah. any means. They need to turn the ship around like now. Um, got, they've got some interesting games coming up. Yeah, like, they, they, they definitely need to turn this thing around. I guess the point I, I want to put out there was that I don't think this eight-game losing streak is as detrimental to that team as in years past because of how different it is in Buffalo than in years past. Mm-hmm. Not in the headlines as much. Eh? It's not sort of it's like it's not Sabres fans just sort of you know you're watching if they're standing on the bridge hoping nothing bad goes wrong with them in a second. Yeah. Like that's the sort of vibes and that the the Sabres were a couple of years ago. But um, I do want to go from one disappointing. Eastern team to one that continues to thrive in the New Jersey Devils. And by the way, let's remember that um, this is a tweet from Kevin Petty I saw. The Devils have Luke Hughes, Simon Nemich, and Alexander Holtz in the way that's scary. Holtz Ooh. doesn't play the three in the NHL this year, but he's still a very good up yeah. player. I forgot that Luke Hughes is a part of that team. And something that I, I, I will give credit, I heard the 32 Thoughts guys talk about and something that uh, we neglected to mention. Uh, Severson Hamilton and um, who am I forgetting? Is there other right D? But uh, John Marino. John Marino's there. Jonas Siegenthaler's there. Is at not Adam Graves? Ryan Graves still on that team? Yeah. Yes, he's the big body guy. That is a wicked defensive core. And as Alex likes to say, and I'll steal his point here, uh, Dyke Hamilton is healthy and looks incredible this year. And I continue to pat myself on the back for trading Alex Petrangelo <laughs> and getting Jack Hughes from Will Baldwin. That it might I be. Think- my- yeah, it was just kind of waiting on there where that center depth is just amazing. And Easter's been so good. It's been good. I sound like Jeff Merrick there. I but, know. I mean, they have Thomas Tatar's been having a bit of a research. Your Thomas. boy, yes. Love me some Thomas Tatar. Doesn't he get booted at the bell center when he comes back? No. Says something about uh, about Jeff Petrie. Wait, who gets booed? Oh, Jeff Petrie. Oh, yeah, Jeff Petrie. Gets booed badly. Most players mm-hmm. are. But Ryan Paling didn't get booed. Because we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Ryan. No offense, but 
It's Ryan Paley. Um, can, I, can I just? Sorry, go, oh, go ahead. No, it's, it's like I was going to transition. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I, I just I wanted to point out with the Devils because I guess we haven't really talked about them a whole lot. Uh, they're playing without Andre Pollat. Like their big free agent signing. Oh yeah, ha- has not <laughs> has not played since October twenty fourth. Man, um, they're gonna get better. They're gonna get better. Like, they're gonna, which is hilarious to think of. Yeah, the the one thing like if we obviously up front and on the back end they they've made improvements, right? Getting John Reno this offseason for Ty Smith was was great clearly move. a great move for them. Um, you know, I guess bringing in Eric Halla good good move like they made the moves that they needed to make bringing back Jesper Bratt as well the biggest thing that they did this offseason was having good goaltending more so healthy man. goaltending yeah man I was so wrong about the two devils goaltenders because Samsonov and Vanacek have just turned into like studs the I think you guys the, mentioned the, yeah, yeah. I did like I remember you guys mentioned this last week I forgot Jonathan Bernier was there yeah. Yeah, yeah that, is. that's been mentioned, and I still forget the So at healthy, they're going to have Blackwood, Bernier, Vanacek, Akira. What is it? And Nico Dawes. And Nico, uh, Nico, Nico Dawes. Nico Dawes. Okay. Well, I guess. So what's going to happen when Bernier's back? Or when is Bernier supposed to be back? That's a great question. Let's that's find a, out. Man, why so I guess we could no leap, bring you back to the lease rumors. We're not having any of those this year. Uh, he was um, he was practicing on Thursday. Okay. Okay. Um. So the Devils just talking about it here. Um. They are out. Of, it's the the winning streak is up to twelve. The record for that franchise winning streak is thirteen. Um. They did that in oh one. Sorry, in 2000, 2001, I believe that year they lost to the Abs in the final. I heard someone say I cannot remember who it was. Um. So when they look to do that tomorrow. Against a team that is fresh off with fantastic overtime win when Connor McDavid scored again, the Edmonton Oilers. That is uh, uh, two fast teams. I am yeah. excited to watch that game. Um, so they can tie that, and then they could then break it against the uh-huh. Leafs on Wednesday. <laughs> That's Ooh, amazing. I, I love that narrative. Against the Leafs on Wednesday. Sorry, say it again, Alex. It stopped, and then your audio just sort of caught up, and it was all jumbly. I don't know no, what that was. I, I was going to say, and so they're going to break the record on Wednesday. Again. <laughs> I just, it's not just because it's against the Leafs, but I really want them to do this just because I love seeing his – you know, you guys know I love Jack Hughes. Yeah. Um, it's just sort of I, – I, I'm really liking the Devils. Really, really liking the Devils. Uh, do we know who the, the Oilers are starting tomorrow? <laughs> I would really hope if I check Vanacek. No, no. The oh, the Oilers. Oilers, the Oilers I'm sorry. Oilers. I meant to see Stuart Skinner. I don't know why I said Vitek. Well, what, if you want the streak to keep going, wouldn't you want it to be I Jack I would want Campbell? Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell. Yeah, but, but do you want Jack Campbell playing for your fantasy team? Do you want that? Well. I'm starting to feel bad. I'm not. <laughs> Listen, man. I, I, I don't I, I don't feel bad about, about that. Right, I, I'm sure if you look at that, like, I didn't think you. Dude, like I'm not gonna sit here and say, yeah, I knew he was gonna be this bad. I'm, I would never say that. But I've been a proponent on this show that that five by five contract was preposterous. And McDavid continues to to will that team to wins. I love. Yeah, that. I love that too. Such a great yeah, because he got <laughs> <laughs> he has them as well. Oh man. 
Bottom Number one Oilers fan on the podcast, Alex. Oh, God. oh yeah, me. <laughs> Adam Wilde is a Devils. Please fan. stop. Oh, uh, no. Don't club me. Don't club me in with uh, Oilers fans. <laughs> talk about that Leaf segment, by the way. Is it is the is today or is it yesterday? The anniversary. Uh, uh, Daniel, it was today. today. Today is the three year anniversary of Mike Babcock's firing. Yeah, I, I mentioned that because listen, I. It, there was word, what was it, a couple weeks ago that maybe Joel, Joe Quinville is interested in getting back into Lee, and you wonder, who's the team that's going to Joe Quinville? Yeah. yeah. Wait, so who said that? I, I swear that, to God, I, I it might have been Friedman in 32 Thoughts or Britain. Oh, man. Which oh, he okay. hasn't done in, like, months. What is that, Elliot? Yeah, he said he said he's taken a – he was unsustainable. He had a whole part in the podcast. You know, mm-hmm. I to forget it. the podcast, get the article back. No, no, but he those were nice to read. I like he talks about it in the podcast. Oh, Disney? Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah, you must have missed it. Forget the podcast, dude. It's better. The written article is so much better. People don't want to read anymore. He 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 was literally writing a book a week, like just he he had thirty two thoughts before he got to the thirty two thoughts. It was yeah, but think of it like this: if you not because because here's the the problem, and we've said this before: the thirty two thought cap. 32 Thoughts podcast is almost irrelevant yeah. if you listen to the Jeff Merrick show weekly and you listen to the opening part where really? they repeat themselves on it. So yeah. forget that and write the damn article, Elliot. Come on. That's like my favorite piece. But Elliot, do you know how difficult it is to put our Wednesday show together when you don't give that? Do you know how much harder it is to without that content? Yeah, Elliot, yeah. Like, come on. But what I was trying to say to yeah, go back go to back. the coaching carousel, I've ruined the transition, is... um. You know, there are coaches in the talk about right now. Apparently, like, Claude Julian, who I keep forgetting lost a ton of weight and looks great, was being followed around in Ottawa? Because it's getting bad. It's getting bad. It's getting bad. So the Devils curve stomped the Sens uh, yesterday, which was interesting. And apparently fire DJ Chance was starting. And I saw some clips of the game. It didn't look great. Didn't look great. Um, by the way, the way the Devils move the puck on the power play reminds me of a certain other very dangerous team that made may have won the cup last year. I'm not saying the Devils are winning the cup. Not there so yet. Are you saying <laughs> Devils Avalanche back in the finals? All I'm saying is oh is anytime there is a power play between either of those teams, I think I may just cream my jeans because it like, is the way they move it is incredible. Well, it's like the apps. The the the, the the Devils versus the Avalanche. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying that's happening in the finals. I don't think the Devils are there. Remember, I'm not on hot as the Avs this year as people are because I'm worried about their depth and their goaltending. I'm not set on it yet. But, but Shane anyway, Bowers was called up. Okay, the the Sens, whatever. Yeah, let's yeah. go to the Sens. Let's go to the uh, Sens. Yeah, okay. they, and it's getting really difficult to say it's going to get better in Ottawa. It's getting I real- just I don't understand what's the what the issue is. I just I don't. Like, what am I, I missing? To- what what am I, I missing here? I really, really need to check something important. It just kind of feels like the yeah, guys they have there. I, I know do. when Josh Norris was injured, I think it hit the wind out of them. But they have all these other guys like, oh, just you wait. But like, what what are we going to see now? Like, I, I don't want to see like a just you wait kind of thing. Like, like Shane Pinto, like apparently supposed to be a great player, but they're giving him like 11, 12 minutes a game. He was like he was leading rookie scoring at one point during the early parts of the year. Okay, thank God it's not on Cam Talbot. He's a nine twenty uh-huh. percentage. No, but like oh, thank God. I just I, I'm I'm interested to know what am I what am I missing with the auto centers? Like 
I'm sorry. I watched the Heat as I said play as well. I feel just as bad for Sens fans. Like I'm I just I can't I can't watch and be like, yeah, it's all Nikita Zaitsev's fault. Like, I what am I missing? What am I missing with this? Is it is it as simple as saying, and I, I don't like doing this particularly, but I guess I'll do it. Is it simply as they actually need a coaching change? Because everything they did in the offseason, and I understand losing Josh Norris is a huge, 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 uh, huge yeah. loss. But man, the way people were talking about this team, what am I, what ha- what's going on? What am I, I? I'm not trying to trash them. I'm trying to f- understand what am I'd I missing? Like to, I'd like to propose this to you. Remember when the Devils had that wicked off season when they brought in Subban, Gusev, all this kind, Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons. Sure. And we were like, ah, but the goaltending, ah, oh, he'll figure itself out, and then it didn't, and it was a complete mess. Okay. I look at the Sens and I think maybe we all said, ah, oh, they need another defenseman, and we all kind of forgot about it because again. Zaitsev, he hasn't been playing, but then the rest of the defense is Jake Sanderson, who is a rookie and has apparently been very good. Hamannick, who is still Travis Hamannick. Artem Zub, who's a good player, but Artem Zub. Bernard Darker. Bernard, Bernard Docker. Jacob Bernard Docker. Young player, but come on. And then Nick Holden and Eric Branson, who I know started the year well, but I don't know how that's continued to go. Is it simply that it's just, again, not Cam Talbot. He has better numbers this year than Marc-Andre Fleury. What a surprise. Um but is it that they need that other D? And apparently, it's, I think if it's whether you've listened to 32 Thoughts or you've seen the Hockey Night segment, it's no secret. It is the worst kept secret in the league right now that they're looking for a defenseman. I fully agree. And I think getting them getting a defenseman is going to help. But, you know, we, and, and similar to, you know, we have these discussions about the Leafs. You know, you talked about we talked about Ethan Bear, and it was like, okay, is Ethan Bear like gonna fix the Leafs? Is bringing Jacob Chikorin going to magically fix the Senators? Like, there's there I I I just find it hard to believe there's one player, um, one player that's just gonna miraculously change the course of this team. Whatever this is, you have to fix this if you're Pierre Dorian as soon as possible because it's it's more than just sort of fan confidence in your record. They don't have to bring Cat signed yet. No, like that. That's a big sign. That's an important piece to get on board. Um, and again, you gave up. I know a lot of us trashed the return. I still think the thing that that Ottawa could have guess her. I still think Chicago could have gotten more, but we can agree to disagree on that. But you still gave up. What like a top fifteen pick? Uh, Kevin Korczynski. You gave up number seven. seven. Yeah, Kevin Korczynski. <clears throat> Matt Murray saved you from from giving that pick up, and then he you ended up turning into Alex Zabrinkat. Like, come on. Um, by the way, credit Matt Murray. Pretty good his last few games. Got to give him that shout out. Um, but I just maybe it is because here's the problem. Look, Pierre Dorian cannot keep going out and saying because obviously last night Brady Kachuk pinned it on the players. Not last night because the game was an afternoon game. He pinned it on the players. But then it's like, can you go out there again and be like and give the coach your confidence? Because then here's what happens. If you do that, and then you can um you can DJ Smith and you bring in another guy and you don't fix it, then he kind of costs himself his job. And then Alex is gonna come on the podcast and be like, he's our guy. And it was just <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> 
Especially like Pierre Dorian has to build a good resume as soon as possible because he's going to have a bunch of new bosses soon too. Right. Sends Ryan Reynolds is meeting with people. Right. We meet like, with groups for the for the bids and that. So like he's gonna. There's a lot riding on this for Pierre Dorian too. And I I think he had such a good summer. Man, we were calling the summer of Pierre. Like it, it was such a or summer of Dorian. I don't remember which one, but like it was such a good summer in the moves he did, especially up front, uh, and even in in goal, like moving Matt Murray, bringing in Cam Talbot. That we're gonna throw it away because he didn't get he didn't get one defenseman. Like that that's what that's what I like. It's like, is the defenseman going, that one defenseman going to drastically change it or is it a coaching issue? Like, what am I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get the Senators right now. Listen, you're starting goalies putting up Vesna numbers. You have a wicked top six. You got some young talent. You got to pick it up. You got to pick it up. So we move on from the Sens here because we still do have a good bit to get to here. Um. I was going to bring up the helmet ad stuff, but it was just going to say simply, if you're mandating it for just mandate it for everyone, then why is it only like, like ah, before 29? It doesn't make no, sense. I keep thinking it, of Taylor like Hall, remember? Yeah. Well, that's probably it, why they're doing it, but yeah. it's still, still dumb. Just make it, everyone do it then. It's like, well, what's like what they did with uh, helmets and then what they did with visors? Just, just grandfathering it in. Man, it's just, uh, whatever, whatever. Um, it's It's strange. It's strange to me. Because, uh, you know, the Habs always had the thing of, like, you had to wear your helmet during warm-up. But I noticed this year at the home opener, um, when they were doing warm-up, not everyone was. And I was like, oh, this is new. Caulfield didn't have his. He will now, though. Um, by the way, Chris Johnson saying it was memorable when Cole Caulfield did it. The Habs do that with every single rookie. Did come I on? Think he, I think he was just using it as an example. Hence, I mean, for it, example... Was it memorable that Cole Caulfield wasn't wearing a helmet for his debut? No, no but he literally said he just used it as an example. I mean, don't you know, be bitter. Don't be bitter towards CJ for that one. Too. No, I, I get you're bitter. Going. That's a Celsius failing. Come on. Oh, God. He just, he rubs me the wrong way. Crypto. Um, A thousand consecutive games for Phil. He did it. Man, that's like, I, I, I seriously cannot believe we've seen a player play a thousand consecutive games. I, I, I'm so impressed by Phil Castle. And it's it's always the, you know, it's sometimes it's the players you never expect to do it. And I don't know if anyone ever thought that Phil Castle was going to play a thousand consecutive games. No, it's crazy. And he did it against Arizona. Which is just lovely. The what, poetry there. Consecutive was against them? Yeah, I think so. That's a, amazing. Did you see the uh, the warm-up jerseys? They was like Phil the Thrill and they had the yeah. team played for. Yeah. That's awesome. Always remember when this streak started. With the Leafs, his debut for the Leafs. They showed he got rocked, and he yeah. and it was like he might have a concussion, but he's it like, was Matthias Oland. Yeah, checked him. Um, shout out to Sebastian Vettel, F one. Oh he's yes, happy done. happy birthday. Uh, no, what? It's, not, his birthday. not his birthday. Whose birthday was it again? No, not sorry, not Sebastian Vettel. Someone I, else. I okay, go know. on. Go. I don't know. I don't know. Ricardo's back in the sports. <laughs> Shout out Charles Leclerc, second in the in a, the drivers' championship. Let's go. Um, let's hope that if, if Bernardo is gone, they bring in Frank Fraser that we can we can fight for the title next year. Where's a Ferrari? Um, but yeah, I'm gonna miss Seb and Ricardo. Get him back. Get him back. Okay. Anyway, though, Matt Barzell. 
We're going oh, quick yeah. fire here. Matt Barzella scored a goal. He scored two yesterday. Wow. I'm so happy for him. And that's the looks- damn it. That'd been funny if we went the entire year without a goal. I know. I kind of wanted it to happen, but then you know he was going to score against the Leafs at some point. This is how it yeah. works. Uh, 21 points in 19 games for Matthew Barzell. Uh, huge for the fantasy. Love to see him. But he is available, and we'll get to that a little later. Oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> but, Lord. So, so here's what I really I really wanted to mention. I saw this on Twitter from Kevin Curves. The Minnesota Wild are on the hook for $12,743,588 in salary in tonight's Islander Stars game because, of course, Zaparese and Ryan Suter were playing. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. They lost Tyson Jost. They did. Yeah, Buffalo claimed him, right? Yeah. That, uh, Man. That's a chain for that guy. Nico Sturm looks great as a Stanley Cup champ. I mean, that wasn't, it's it's a little nitpicky trade for me to do that, but still, that's kind of, yeah. How are the Wild doing? I haven't even looked They've been that. on and they've been pretty bad, actually. They've actually been like offensively. Also, offensively. They have no that's centers. Okay. That's okay. They'll get Connor Bedard. Like, it's all the part of the plan. That would be so disappointing. Because Ryan Hartman might be out for the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're number one center. Um, Joel Erickson X plays defense but doesn't score. Yeah, that's why I dropped him in fantasy. Gave him the will. Anyway, um, but that's that's a shame. Um they just gotta hate. They were our feel good story two years ago. What happened? Um uh, Bill Guerin decided to drop a ball. That's true. Listen, man, they're only uh seven points out of last place. All I'm saying is There's hope. Connor Bedard. Obi Wan Kenobi. You know that's every uh, comment on Michael Russo articles right now. What? It's every comment on every bottom ten teams uh, writers. I get it. It's it's also happening in the NBA, and I'm like, okay, I guess we'll just live with it. I don't know. The the Michigan player, Adam Fantilli. Yes, he's good. He's good. Man, this is gonna be a fun draft. Hopefully, the Sabers don't lose out, and then. Be disappointed they got Fantilli and then he gets the next. Oh God! I'm sorry. I'm just do trying. You know, to- you know what's going to be funny is as we're approaching the draft, there's legitimately going to be people who don't put Connor Bedard as number one. Well, I know. Um, I and I and know. and it's going to be hysterical. Yeah, and there's a certain uh, former 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 scout that's going to do it too. Oh, Are you but, talking about? Um, not saying his name. I don't, e- I don't even remember his 32 name. Thoughts Hockey okay. Night in Canada. Jeff Merrick talked about how... Uh, so Shane Wright is apparently the plan is he will be doing an AHL conditioning stint. Uh, now, basically, the way it works is the way that Jeff brought it up where he was... Sc- there's certain amount, like, at times you can go out to the AHL for a conditioning stint based on, like, consecutive games scratched. So Shane Wright was at four, but then when Jared McCann got hurt... Shane Wright then drew into the lineup and then it reset the counter and he had to be scratched for five more games, which is just hilarious. So the plan is, and this was apparently always at conditioning stint, he'll be sent to the World Juniors. And apparently the timeline is messy here, but his first game back after that, which you may think is his next NHL game, I will mention, is January 9th. Against the Canadians, which is pretty, so he's gonna score. Put the put the you are if they play him, but like which that's gonna be fun. Must watch game. I'm really excited for that. But it's just 
Like, what are you doing? Come on, guys. You just wasted it for nine games. Guys, it's nearly December. Christmas is coming. What are you doing? I don't get this. Sad for the boy. Like, shit, come on. So there's Crash no chance he ever goes back to Kingston? No, I, I don't think that ship has sailed. Yeah. I think that ship sailed when they drafted him fourth overall. It just, you know, you could have... I just don't know. I don't know why you needed to to waste your one on the bench for a month. That's what I don't get. There, there's I don't get why he wasn't playing to begin with. I same here. I, I, don't I get think it. there's there's more people confused about that than him going back to Kingston, including his general manager. I'd like to think that right now in Seattle, that there's just I, I love to be on the fly in the wall in the conversation between Hacksaw and. Um, I can't remember his name. Francis. Francis. Yeah, Ron Francis. Oh, God. Also mentioned, um, they were speculating last night that the Panthers could be interested in one of the NHL's leading scorers. Did you guys see this? I, I didn't, but I just pulled up the leading scorers. Oh, I, I, no, <laughs> I haven't. I, I, I don't know if this is scoring leaders as in points, not in goals, correct? Yes. I have a gut feeling who you're going to bring up. <laughs> Just looking at the Did list. I already say him or no? It's no, no, no. Okay. No. Daniel, <laughs> think, I want you to, because th- I already know, I based on his laugh, Daniel, I want you to think very hard about who do you think Adam wants to bring up on this one. Um. Okay. Who, who's been performing well? Mike Hoffman. No, no, not okay. on the Habs, not on the Habs, <laughs> not on the Habs. Okay. He's been performing well, a team that's probably going to finish in the bottom five. Mm-hmm. They play in the Western Conference. Oh. The third leading scorer in the league. The Panthers, they were speculating that, you know, they need a defenseman. Lots of skill and whatnot. Is Eric Carlson. (laughs) Coming back to the East, baby. What's the package? Like, like, what do the the Panthers have to give up? Grigory Denisenko. (laughs) This is... They traded everybody else. Anytime I can, I can bring up Eric Carlson. I think I have to. But um, man, what if the Panthers just say screw it? Just just give so up. So many any- righties. They don't have any. They do not have a first round pick for the next three years. So they they can't trade another one. Who on earth are they giving up? Denisenko, um Alex Baumgartner. Your thoughts? You saw Forsling. I don't know. I mean, like, listen. Oh god, yeah, it's it's rough. When I saw the other day that uh, I saw a stall, like the name stall on the jersey, I'm like, man, they are. It is a, they are in a certain way right now. See, I could see it in the offseason because they get some cap relief from Keith Yandel's buyout going down significantly. But yeah, it's just sort of the it's gotta be messy because there's not just assets because like let's be honest, there's a Alexi Hapo Yemi, maybe they could he's already twenty. Didn't they just wave him? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what the send the, the sharks could think about. I, I man, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm trying here. By the way, Michael Del Zotto is in the minors for them apparently, which is hilarious. But I, I just think, listen, Eric Carlson, man. I don't know how they would do it, but you know, do you think this is how they get out of the Sergey Bobrovsky contract? Oh, that's a, I like that. Oh, Alex. Well, but, uh, so Sergey Bobrovsky uh, wants to be by the beach. 
San Jose. Apparently. I don't know the exact <laughs> location of San Jose, but I believe since it's in California, it's got to be close to the coast. I think so. And I don't know, man. I'm sure he wouldn't Dude, have a problem going there. I appreciate the uh, suggestion of sending Eric Carl. I think that'd be absolute madness. I'm steadfast on nah, this ain't happening. Man, if it I, happens, it'd be crazy. I'd be like, yeah, I'm wrong. But I just, with what assets? Well, like, how much salary retention goes between each ways here? Like, I legit, you could probably go at least. I, it'd be crazy, man. I just, you know, I would, I want it to happen really badly. I just, I'd love to see Eric Carlson back here so I don't have to stay up till 10 p.m. to watch him play every year. It's just a mess. That's true. <clears throat> um, the Habs get killed by the Blue Jackets. Well, we're not going to talk about that game because it's old news. But last night, hockey fights cancer. Cancer sucks. I can't say the word I'd like to say because we can't swear. Um, but they come back for the kids. Last second goal from Cole Caulfield. Shout out Cam York forever, forever. Um, these are just some things I want to. I'd, I'd I'd hate to be that kid. Cam York. I, I've never. I- I have never genuinely felt bad for an athlete except Cam York. I went. It was the most irrelevant post I've seen, and it was just all cold coffee. I'm like, y'all need to calm the hell down. Like, I get it. Calm down. It's not even just that every time Caulfield plays the Flyers, not only does he light them up, but it's just the fact that not only do you Habs fans dunking on the pick, is we all know how Flyers fans act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't they? Didn't they boo Ryan Ellis at the home opener? They did. Remember when it was God? Who was it? Was it their former owner or president's? Like he died. They did. Like they honored him with these bracelets. And it was a game against the Caps. It might have been a playoff game. And they threw the bracelets on the ice. And Wayne Simmons and Alex Ovechkin were like, "Stop it!" Like this is the flyer. Like come on. Like they. Like yeah, Cam York's gotta have it. I hope he doesn't have social no, media. I'd hate, it. but like it. It hasn't. I've seen posts that have nothing to do with Montreal and Philadelphia. And strictly just Cam York. And I'm like, oh my God. Were they, were they but yeah, it's just the Leafs. In the just development program? No. I, they were, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. I know okay. they at least played together. Um, Because, yeah, they were the same year. Same draft, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they okay. were part of the world junior team where York was the captain. Zgrass on that team, uh, Spencer, mm. the one that famously beat Canada. And Alex Zgrass, Turcotte, like, yeah. They, they haven't played a good team yet. And then he did it. Oh, man, man. How can we like that guy? No, I'm kidding. Hmm? <laughs> I'm like, how can we like that guy for that comment? Man, he's kidding. such a king. I, I, I seriously Trevor, love that, that team. Trevor, Trevor Zegers. Oh, so yeah. he's not a king. He's a duck. But they both play. Yes, but I love, I love how much on social media he embraces the mighty duck logo. That's what you want, man. Man, they need to promote him more. Uh, he needs to be in the Canadian market, please. Oh, reunite him in Caulfield, please. Uh, anyway, that'd be cool. Also, did you guys see the double review that happened last night? The Mark Giordano? No, the Habs. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was one in the Leafs game. So Kirby Doc seems to have the the Habs score a goal, and they review it to sort of figure out the call on the ice, right? You sort of determine that first. They review it. Let me make this very clear. They review the goal, and they say, okay, that's, that's a good goal, right? Now, you can see when this is happening that Kirby Doc, and this was, it ultimately became the right call where Kirby Doc, Basically pushed Carter Hart's pad in and scored that way, which you can't do, obviously. That's against the rules. 
So they review this goal at first for, I guess, not goaltender interference, but to see if it crossed the line or something. It was determined to be a goal. John Tortorella then is given the option and proceeds to challenge it for goaltender interference. They then do a second review, and then it's determined it was goaltender interference, and it is called back. Now, I am okay with it not being a goal. That's fine. Whatever. But for the love of God, did you need to do a double review? Could you have not just looked at it? And I don't know if this is a, a sort of war room thing or the refs thing, but can we, you know, my favorite term, can we use the common sense rule here? That if you are reviewing the goal and you see there's goaltender interference, can you not just say, okay, it's not a goal. You're wasting the time. If Caulfield hadn't scored like right after that to get the, like, the vibe is just killed. For the love of God, like, come on, guys. No, there there needs to be a, a I, I mean, we can call it an overhaul. There just needs to be a retro, like, uh, sorry. There needs to be an inspection of this review system in every single aspect, in every single aspect. Like, I just, it's what on earth, what on earth are we doing here? Daniel. I, I don't know. Like, I... It's it's been iffy because I've been thinking about that one, and then I was also thinking about like I mentioned the Giordano one where, what what happened in that one? That one was like you know that controversial because Kevin BX talked about it where so, the net was already off, okay for Pekalukinen, and then because his own defenseman hit him into the hit the net off, but then the puck still slid in, so technically it was a goal. Yeah. So that's the rule, right? Yeah, like a new yeah. rule. So that will be that will take five years to change in the NHL, according like, to the NHL so, themselves. So was it initially not called a goal and then reviewed, and it was like what happened? What, what was the? the it was called a goal, and then yeah, Buffalo challenged it, and, and then was it, was it, it was deemed a goal. It was okay. Yeah. So I was just thinking, I don't know. It just the inconsistency sometimes. Where I mean, also looking at that Habs one, where it's weird. It's like it it takes the time but it's like even when they do call it it's like they're unsure it's like what it should be like not to mention too like the worst part was immediately call on the ice good goal and then literally i don't even think the ref moved more than two feet turned around fairly challenging for goal tech like, shut up like just again right call not disagreeing with that but mm -hmm. it's just figuring it out um by the way mike matheson made his debut last night how do you his feel first um, well, his first two shifts were not great. Um, you got to remember the guy hasn't played since like the preseason. Um, but the rest of the game played very well, was getting power play time and scores. Uh, Montreal's third goal of the night, which was very good to see. Um, they actually had him out there for the last minute of the game. Like he's, he's, there was a shot that missed and nearly, you know, ended up going the other way in the last few minutes before Coffee gets the. The last second goal. By the way, the passes Suzuki were throwing last night were sensational. Um, but I liked how he played. I liked how he played. Um, yeah. So who's out of the lineup now that he's back? It's John Harris. So it's Jordan Harris. Jordan Harris, sorry. John oh. Harris is a pitcher who was a pitcher for the Blue Jays. I don't agree with it, but basically now they're going to do a rotation between, I think he said, Jack I, Kovacevic, and uh, Harris. I always, well, I always want to ask you this. How does Martin St. Louis... Like, what is he like when it comes to, like, the left-right balance? Um, well, I don't think he so much minds it, because otherwise I think he would religiously be putting Chris Weidman into the lineup. 
Um, I just think he obviously he sees what works and what doesn't. I think for the player themselves, like I think Jack, I played some time on the right. He was like, that's not working and changed it back. So I think like every coach and that you'd like to have it, but he doesn't sort of try and fit a square peg into a round hole. Okay. However, that's, that's sort of the way it goes, but I don't know why he's not giving Harris power play time. Now that Matheson's there, because on the first unit, now Kirby docks man in the blue line, which looks good, but still, Give Harris some time here. Give Harris some time. Oh, but fun game. God, Suzuki and Coffee. Good. That uh, that price tag, man. Get him signed because it is price is not going down, Ken. We outlined the deal for you last episode. We did the work for you. We did the work. Okay, guys. Before we finish off here. Okay, listen. If you don't care about our fantasy league, you can go. Okay, that's as simple as that. Okay, you goodbye. I'll miss you. So here's how it's going. If we just kind of look, Daniel, you look to have murdered Christophilus this week. Um, Alex, yeah, all not, you, a week for me. not a good, not a good week. Uh, McDavid didn't play enough, I guess. Um, yeah. um, you seem to have fallen, and I look to I've killed Curtis. So I've I've won my fourth straight, basically. Daniel used to be going four and two, the same as I, very good. Um, so we're it looks like all of us are about to go. Oh no, Daniel, you're about to win. So Daniel might be top of the league by today, and then Alex and I will both be four and two. Very interesting. So mm-hmm. here's what I want to propose to you guys. So as you know, I like making trades. Really? Do you I didn't know that. <laughs> all right, smart asses. I get it. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure. First off, Nikita Kucherov is officially off the block. Uh, wow, okay. that. That took a lot. Wow. Okay. I'll cancel my trade right now, my trade proposal. I already rejected it. Oh, you rejected it. Okay. So, but here's the thing I have noticed that I kind of have a few too many centered. So I'm either sitting one of Barzell or Robert Thomas, basically, when a, a certain night comes. And basically, I kind of want another defenseman. So, listen, right now, Mike Matheson is in a good place, as we know. Now, I currently have him stored away on the IR. Now, I am also willing. Wait, how do you still have him on the IR? He's not. I can't take him off. Oh, yeah, you have too many spots. What the hell? Oh, my God. This, yeah, yeah, who sucks? It happened um, when I had David Krejci. I couldn't get him off for the Leafs game because there's not enough spaces. He's not on IR. You shouldn't be able to have him. I don't write the rule. I like, if you put him on IR when he's injured, and then, yeah, like you could keep him there if you don't have space. That is ridiculous yahoo so, figure it out so first off daniel i have proposed a trade to you where obviously i have mckenzie Weger. Mm-hmm. now i want to get rid of mckenzie Weger just because i just don't i just don't think it's going to work out so i want philip Fronick. what do you think of that deal i'm, I'm keeping ronick he's keeping Fronick. <laughs> yeah okay I'm gonna and just remove myself from this conversation. I don't need another center. Well, okay. You'll we'll, we'll be brought back in in a minute. Okay. Okay, Daniel, we're gonna do this live then. Okay. If you're keeping Philip Philip Kronik, okay. What about obviously you know you have someone on your team who I very much like, and that is if I just quickly get it up, Steven Stamkos. No, no, I've given up. on <laughs> Because here's the problem. I want Tavares or Stamkos, and and Daniel wants Nylander, and I don't think either of us are willing to give up either of them to get the other, right? No. That's just how it is. I think we can agree on that, right, Daniel? Yep. Okay, so we can we can stop trying to pull that off. That's just not going to happen. But Daniel, so you, Mr. Von Brighty, Mighty Brewster, I 
really, really want Dominic Kubelik. Okay. okay. Would you do Kubelik for Uyghur? No. Would you do it for Mike Matheson? No. Oh my god. Okay. No. Right now, my. Uh... Wait, did you go from Mackenzie Weger to Mike Matheson? Yeah, they're both good. Okay. You guys, you like Matheson's reaction, dude? I'm not gonna have this. I'm not gonna. Okay, have what about Robert Thomas? Because we know how good he is, and the Blues are starting to win more games. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd like to note, Adam has not trashed Robert Thomas in a while, so maybe he's good again. Maybe I don't know. I do want a defenseman. I'm like my defenseman right now are that's that like that's set because like I've I've tweaked that enough that it's at a place where I I feel that the guys that who do struggle I could replace them quickly with people who are actually producing. Who's better, Robert Thomas or Jamie Ben? In real life or uh, Robert Thomas. Yeah. It is Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas or Carter Verhage. Plus, for Hager's a winger, you need a you need a center game. I have a bunch of centers. You need another one. <laughs> hey, Adam, not Tyson Berry. <laughs> you, know <what? laughs> you know what, Alex? Who do you want for Tyson Berry? Um, one second. You're gonna break up no, Jack no. Campbell and Tyson Berry, dude. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> you want to do Uyghur for Berry? I don't want no. Why? Absolutely not. Mackenzie Weger is uh, a good player. Okay, wait, wait. I am thinking. <laughs> I am thinking, thinking. I, I want a defenseman for Robert Thomas, but the problem is uh, Robert Thomas is a center, Alex. No, I know. So I'm trying to come up with a solution here. One second. Okay. Why? Why he's figuring that out, Daniel? What? Why exactly won't you give me Philip Pronick? Oh, he's hot right <laughs> now. And that's not going to last. I mean, like, what do you mean? <laughs> Wait, Daniel. Question for you: Is there a forward yes. that's? Is there a forward you'd be willing to give up for? for just what? in general. Mm, it really, I don't know. It like you have to, because I don't know really know your team, but you really have to kind of surprise me. Like if you wanted to like trade Steve, trade Steven Stamkos. Like what would yes. that take? Like is he like off the wait? Is he off the market? I mean, you know, I've been looking at everyone's available. Okay. What about Matty Beneers? You like him? For, for what? No. Oh, I'm just saying, do you like him? Yeah, I'm a solid kid. Uh, to university. What I'm telling you guys is I ha- I am willing to give up one of my centers for a defenseman. Yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to work something out here. Yeah. Work something out here I will give up one of Barzell, Thomas, or Beneers for that defenseman. Okay, what defenseman on my team would you like? That's Let me... Wait a second. Yeah, what defenseman? Reasonably so. Like I'm not trading you, Shea Theodore, Mo, uh, Mo Sider, or Dougie Hamilton. Like those three are kind of like off. The table. So, so sorry, sorry, sorry. So no, no Theodore, Dougie, or who? Sider. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Okay. If I'm looking at your D, Hannafin, Tony D, and Tyson Berry. Hannafin, Tony D. Okay. So Tony D. Hmm. Okay, Alex. I'm thinking about something here. Let me just quickly do some some maths here. Let me just okay. Quickly, would and you said you wouldn't do Uyghur for Barry. 
No, but I'd be, do- I'd be willing to work Uyghur. on a... I don't want Uyghur. I don't want a defenseman. I'm asking for one of your centers. Okay. What would you do, Maddie Beneers? For? For Barry? Hey, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like Maddie Beneers? <laughs> Probably I'm working not. on a three-way trade, man. I'm working what on do you want for Matty Beniers? Um, you need a defenseman, right? Or what do you need? No, I don't want a def- I don't want a defenseman. I want, you want a defenseman? Okay. Yeah. Um, so funny we're doing this right now. Okay. Daniel, I give. I tried. I don't know. I don't know what I want. I want Stephen Stamkos. I just don't know how I'm going to get him. Would you be willing to trade Brandon Montour? For which? Benir. Would you trade? Oh, Benir? I was going to say for Mike Madsen. Would you trade Sergachev or Montour for Maddie Beniers? No, not right now. Would you use Sergachev for, for Robert Thomas? I think that's a fair deal. Probably not right now. Again, I'm not moving any defensemen. What about Barza? I'll move Rasmus Anderson. For who? I don't know. Who do you want? Oh, well, I want Rasmus Anderson. Mm-hmm. Would you do Rasmus Anderson for one of my centers? Okay, let me check your centers. Okay. I think we have a deal here. Now, I, I as in as in also don't forget I have a Chandler Stevenson. He would also be there, and the value with Stevenson, he plays with Eichel, and he can play center, left, and right wing. So I think Stevenson would also be a good bet for you to look at. And I'm supposed to have Stevenson because Daniel took Freddie Anderson. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I didn't know the side deal. <laughs> also, I, I would appreciate if maybe as a sign of good faith in this deal, if you did send Freddie Anderson. It's not a deal breaker, but I would like to at least put that out there. So okay. one of I'll Steven- trade you Frederick Anderson for Robert Thomas. I'm not doing that straight up. I'm not a fool, Daniel. Freddie Anderson. But seriously, one of those guys for Robert Anderson. I think like Robert Thomas? I'm not a fool. Do you want to do Robert Thomas for Rasmus Anderson? Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. Okay. All right. You I'm sending you now. Nice. Okay. Good. Surprising I'll send that, that right now. Well, I'm already sending it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I think that's a good. I think that's a good. I'm. I'm happy with that because you know what? I have too many centers. I. I can't. I can't. They can't play. They just. Um, Listen, that 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 could, I think, has the potential for it to be a massive steal for you, Daniel. I believe that. You guys okay. know how much I like Robert Thomas. Uh, I was screaming to try and get him in our draft. Um, but, you know, sometimes you just have to move on from a player. Uh, okay, I sent it. Okay, hold on. Let's just look at this. So, Rasmus Anderson from Calgary for Robert Thomas. i just laughing. This is longer than some of our segments today. All right, well, this is important. Okay. So, let me double check. Rasmus Anderson is there. Okay, I'm happy with okay. that. Okay. Now, Good. would either of you be interested <laughs> in Mike Matheson? No. 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 Why? I think he's good. Okay, you tell me who I should take Mike Matheson over. I'm going to list you my defenseman. Tyson Berry. And I mean- no, no. What? Play- Tyson, Bar- Tyson Berry plays power play one with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman, and Evander Kane when he comes How many back. points does he have this year? Tyson Berry? Hold he on. has 82 and a half fantasy points this year. Oh, I don't fucking, I don't care. Oh. <laughs> 82 and a half. 
Hold on. No, I'm going to quickly get something up here because I'd like to know um, how many. Why can't I just check how many power pullers? Okay, this year, Tyson Berry Alex, has seven power play points. Seven. Okay, never mind. Okay, fair. And okay. he has 12 points on the year. He has seven. Okay, fair. And he okay. takes a boatload of shots. Okay, he's I need your there. I need your guys' advice. Do I uh do I drop Uyghur and keep Matheson or drop we sorry, do I do I drop Uyghur or Anderson? Sorry, Ed, not Anderson. Do I drop Uyghur for Matheson or do I keep the other? Like who, who do I keep between Matheson and, and Uyghur? I'd keep Uyghur. Yeah? I think he'd get more minutes too. You should keep Matheson. <laughs> Pardon? Why? He wants Uyghur. Damn it, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, would you do Mike Matheson for Freddie Damn Anderson? It, Damn it, Daniel. No. Why? I may need him. Okay, well then, for, guess what? Matheson's going to collect points. He's going to sit on my bench for the rest of the year. <laughs> He's going to sit on IR with Carey Price. This is how this is going to go, so- Damn it. Okay, that, uh, that's your. That's I don't care. And I still think, okay, Daniel, would you do Chandler Stevenson for Freddie Anderson? No, I think you should take that. No, because I know you want Freddie now, so I want more than Chandler Stevenson. Ah, let's go. Hey, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I have Vitek Vanacek, and I'm happy with that. All right, I'm happy. You're happy. Yeah, I want Freddie Anderson. Though. <laughs> I had a deal in place. Okay, so Alex was prepared to do Honestly, it. Honestly, you guys were talking about it. I didn't know. I just was, because when I'm working, I have my phone off, and then I think I had my break. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Frederick Anderson's available. So I just put a waiver claim. I'm like, I'm probably not going to get it. Like, this is like a top goalie that someone just waived. It was Mike who waived him. So I just put a waiver claim. I'm like, oh, I got it. Okay. I was prepared to do it because, like, I didn't have room for Freddie on my roster once one of these guys comes back. Mm-hmm. Then I was going to have to drop Freddie, and then Freddie literally wouldn't have played. So that's why I was I was getting Chandler Stevenson for free. Well, we're done. Okay, podcast is done. I don't know how All we, right, we did one trade. That was good. Yeah, I'm happy about that. I'm, I'm actually I'm happy with that deal. I'm very happy for that deal. Very happy about it. I kind of don't want Mackenzie Weger, but I'll see how Matheson's produced. Then I'll probably drop Weger if Matheson. But then I can't have three halves. But we'll figure it out. You won't hear the end of it. I'll send. I'll send one of you a trade proposal. Get impatient and ask three other people in the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just throw okay. it in the group chat. Does anyone want Mike Matheson? Um. Listen, I I I mean it when I say I think he's going to put up points. I really okay. do. Yeah. Okay. okay. I just, uh, I like it, but I like my defense too. Cause I got Yossi. I got Latang. Like, I think I have a good defense anyway. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah. Bye.